You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 17 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line, the editor of the Toolstation Western League bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hey, yeah, I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm okay. I'm Good. okay. Did you have a nice weekend? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, nice and nice and quiet, really. So it's yeah, kind of what we need sometimes. But so yeah, not too bad. And you? Well, I went on a secret scouting mission. Okay. To the Hellenic League, um, Division Two South, mm-hmm. where where I watched um, Shrivenham Development take on uh, Cricklade Town. There you go. I was visiting the in-laws, um, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to get to the the Devizes odd down game. Um, but I did manage to get to watch a little bit of football on Saturday, and I was I was very, very entertained by what I saw at um, Shrivenham, as I always am. So there we go. I, I don't regard it as playing away from home. You know, I think it's nice to sort of dip your finger in the old footballing pie and mm-hmm. see what comes out. Anyway, there we go. Um, we have got a weekend to talk about very much um, based around the FA Vars. We have got a little bit of... Um, league action to bring the listeners as well but we are very much focused this week on the the FA Vars and we'll kick off with some Friday night football it's the FA Vars second round and Tavistock were visiting Brixham and the visitors would certainly have gone away happy absolutely yeah took their uh took their league form into into the into the cup comps and uh yeah two uh two usual characters um leading the way for the Tavistock, uh, Josh Grant and Liam Prin. Uh, Prin, I think, essentially his third or fourth Patrick of the season. Um, so yeah, he was on fire again, uh, and Grant scoring a, a brace of his own. Um, and yeah, just pretty dominant, I would say. Um, obviously, yeah, to share the five goals like they did, and also uh, the fifth goal, uh, which which turned out to be Prin's hat trick, uh, saw saw Grant break free. Uh, probably could have had a an attempt on goal himself, but he uh, yeah laid it off to to Prin, and obviously it was him who completed his actual But it. so yeah, uh, um, really impressive five-one uh, win for Tavistock away at Brixham. Now we move on to Saturday, the twentieth of November, when the rest of our sides were in action, and Clevedon kick us off. They were travelling away to to Bemerton Heath Harlequins, and another really good result for the Toolstation Western League side. Uh, yeah, absolutely, another side that well. I'm, Hesitant to say made it look easy, but uh, yeah, from from the moment they sort of went in front, didn't really look back and eventually ran out 4-1 winners. Uh, Archie Ferris um, putting them ahead and uh, yeah, they kept pushing on from there. Ethan Felton uh, doubling the lead just before halftime, uh, so good good buffer to take into take into the break. And uh, yeah, from there they yeah maintain their, maintain their effort. Uh, Alex Cam uh, striking early in the second half to make it 3-0. Uh, and then Sid Camper adding a fourth. Uh, so really, yeah, another well, really impressive away win for uh, Western League side this weekend. Now, the next uh, match was uh, an all-tool station Western League affair between Bridgewater United and Mousel. And this one was a lot closer, Tom. Yeah, it was. Uh, little to little to choose between these sides. And it was Bridgewater who uh, eventually uh, ran out ran out victors by a goal to know. It was, I think it was midway through the second half where this goal came and it was a, it was a headed effort. Uh, Jordan Greenwood, he was the man who who, who made the difference, and uh, yeah, they managed to 
managed to hold out, and uh, it was Bridgewater who put their put their place into into the next round. Now Buckland Athletic, um, they've obviously been doing pretty well this season. They took on Falmouth Town, who many believe are destined to join our ranks uh, next season. And uh, well, it was a good another good showing for the Tool Station Western League side. Yeah, it was um, a, a side that needed to needed to put it together in the second half to to come through in this one. Uh, they did take the lead, uh, Buckland. Um, after about half an hour or so, I think it was Josh Weber uh, firing them in front, and put, yeah, firing the ball into the, the bottom corner. But it was Falmouth uh, managed to, to regroup, and uh, yeah, they got back on level terms just before half time. So uh, yeah, set up a set up a tense second half uh, in front of a mega crowd, uh, 302 down at home this week on Saturday, uh, and they would have gone home happy. Uh, it was it was Buckland who pushed on in the second. Uh, Kieran Bridger restoring their lead. Uh, in the 64th minute, and uh, it was then Richard Groves uh, wrapping up the victory. So uh, another another success for, for the Western League, a 3-1 win for Buckland at home to Falmouth. Now, another side doing well in the Peninsula League are Liscard Athletic. Um, the visitors were Canesham Town, and we know how well they've been doing this season. How well did they do on Saturday, Tom? Well, they just about did enough. Um, a 3-2 win for them uh, at Liscard. Uh, they did fall behind in this one. Um, it was a brace from uh, Will Hailston, who managed to yeah, he, well, made the difference uh, in, in this one for, for Canesham. Uh, after his penalty, had got them back on level terms. It was Stefan Lee who then, then made it 2-1 just before half-time. Uh, Hailston then struck again 18 minutes from time, uh, putting them 3-1 up. So a real real good turnaround from Canesham. Uh, they let in a goal uh, pretty late on, uh, but it was, uh, yeah, wasn't to, wasn't enough for, for Liscard to, to mount a comeback, fortunately. So it was Canesham who... Uh, move through to the third round. I think I read it was 18 years uh, the first time they've reached uh, reached this stage of the comp. So uh, yeah, real real success story that. Uh, and congratulations to all at Kingsham uh, for a free two win on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. It wasn't that long ago that we had John Allen on the um, on the podcast, and um, you know he's doing some really wonderful things there at Kingsham. So uh, congratulations to everybody there. Now, we'll move on to another all-tool station Western League affair, but this one is one with a difference because it's Street of the Premier Division taking on mm-hmm. Oldland Abertonians of the First Division, now, of course, Oldland Abertonians, um, with the Conquerors of Helston mm-hmm. in the previous round. Um, but Street being a Premier Division side, well, surely, surely Lightning couldn't <laughs> strike twice in the same place. And really, you would expect a side in the Premier Division to be beating Oldland well by a, dare I say, at a street. But that wasn't the case, yeah. was it, Tom? Definitely was not. No, this was a, a real tight affair. Uh, it was eventually uh, Street who who uh, who progressed at the, the expense of Oldland, unfortunately, for, for the Abbots. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was done the hard way. Uh, eventually, uh, going, to, going to a spot kick after the game had finished 1-0. Uh, Craig Woodman cancelling out Lee Bailey's opener. Uh, for the cobblers, uh, so Oldland managed to managed to send the game to to spot kicks, and uh, they just fell short. It was a five four victory uh, from twelve yards out for for Street. Uh, so it's they who 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 progressed, but uh, yeah, sure, plenty of memories made for Oldland, and yeah, unfortunately, just coming unstuck in uh, yeah in, in tough circumstances. But uh, another good showing from them uh, against uh, Premier League uh, opposition. Now, of course, regular listeners will know. That we normally give you the highlights. We give you, we pick out a few games to talk about in each of the divisions, and we we try to rotate it mm. um, around a few of the sides. Um, but on this occasion, we're going through the whole of the Tool Station Western League lineup in the second round of the FA Vars, which means we've got one more game to talk about. The eagle-eared amongst you will have realised that so far the only Western League sides to have gone out will have gone out at the hands of other 
Western League sides, which is something we don't really like. But actually, that does keep Western League interest alive in the FA bars. We have one more tie to talk about. Wellington entertained Christchurch. Tom, could Wellington make it a clean sweep? It looked good early on. Uh, they went ahead uh, for Scott Merritt uh, in the ninth minute, but then, uh, yeah, they soon found themselves on the back foot. Uh, a couple of goals from Finlow and, and James King put Christchurch 2-1 up, so it was looking perilous, uh, potentially for Wellington, but, yeah, they uh, yeah they really did uh, storm home from there. Uh, a 5-2 win eventually, so we... Yeah, we had a fantastic success this weekend, uh, and it was new signing Theo Thompson uh, to the fore for Wellington. He scored a hat-trick, uh, having levelled the scores after after 31 minutes. Uh, he then scored again just before the break uh, to put the home side 3-2 up at the interval. So, uh, yeah, good. Well, thoroughly entertaining first half, of course. Uh, he then scored a penalty uh, six minutes into the second half to, to complete his treble. So, uh, yeah, real, real. Well, standout performance from Simpson. Uh, and then it was Jack Champion added a late fifth uh, to give Wellington the 5-2 win. So, uh, yeah, a fantastic, fantastic afternoon all round for the league. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Toolstation Western League podcast. It's Tim Legg, the manager of Wellington. Um, Tim, congratulations on your 5-2 win over Christchurch. Was it as comfortable as the scoreline suggests? Yes, first of all, thanks for having me on, Ian. Um, yeah, so Christchurch, it was a difficult first 15 minutes. We um, intended to go out and try to get on the front foot and um, go at them because um, they haven't had very good form recently and obviously a long journey for them. Um, but they come out and they played really well for the first 15 minutes. Uh, they got on top. Um, uh, they got a goal up. Uh, got one back, then went two one up, and then Theo Simpson got two goals um, after that to get it to three two before half time. So the first half was actually quite a difficult half, um, and to be honest, we were lucky to be ahead. And probably a draw would have been um, fair at half time. Second half we come out and we played much better. Uh, we we kept the ball a lot better. We attacked them a lot better. We created a lot more opportunities, and ultimately we got the goals at the right times and. Um, finish off winning 5-2. So, an uncomfortable first half, but a comfortable second half to, to get the win. Well, it's Buckland away in the next round. Are you yeah. more disappointed to be drawn against another Western League side that obviously you're familiar with, or, or, or actually are you more disappointed that you're not at home? It's, it's a tough draw against Buckland because they've got a lot of respect for the club, nice club, um, and we played them early on in the season. Um, I didn't have a very good result um, against them. But lots of lots change since then until now. Yeah, it's, it's always quite nice to get a, a team that are playing a different league and um, it's a bit more exciting, isn't it, to have someone else that you haven't played before go to a ground that's a bit different. Um, and equally, it's nice to play home because it's, it's, it's your turf and um, it's good to get your home fans there and, and watch as well. So... Yeah, it's a tough draw for us, but we'll be ready for it and uh, we'll be looking forward to playing Buckland on the 11th, I believe it is. I mean, we'll have to say it quietly, but I mean, you're progressing rather well in this year's Vars competition. I'd, I can't remember a time when Wellington have gone this deep into the into the competition. Yeah, so it's our joint furthest so far. So I don't know exactly when we did it before, but yeah, that, that would be a really big um, achievement for us um, if we were to get through to the next because that's the furthest the club would have ever been. And that's what we're looking to achieve. We really hope that we can go one further. Um, we're looking to progress as a club. The last three years as I've taken over, we've looked to progress year in, year out, and game by game. So 
that would be a great milestone to try and achieve for us at Wellington. Well, that's the Vars. Let's look back at the um, at the Western League. You're 14th in the table at the moment. Is that a fair reflection on where Wellington are? Yeah, yeah. The, the league table doesn't lie, does it? Um, it's not exactly where we want to be. I believe I believe we're good enough to be in the top 10. And ultimately, that's where um, I want to be at the end of the season. So we'll be fighting and looking to progress um, into the top 10 so far. Every game... We've been, I believe, competitive, um, and the only one where we've got really turned over was against Buckland, who were playing in the Vars. Um, they got us on the counter-attack quite a lot, and we've had another poor performance where we were missing a lot of key players at Cabrithy. Um Apart from that, every game has been really competitive, really enjoyed watching us play, and the progress that we've made from the last season into this season um, has been really good, and I believe... Uh, we'll, we'll, by the end of the season, we'll be in that top 10. And that's, and that's what we're looking to, looking to achieve. We've got Kingsham on Saturday, um, a strong team that have really had a really good start. And they're the types of teams that we were looking to go to and try and get a good result again. I was going to talk to you about that Kingsham game in a minute, but I'm glad you brought it up because I just, I remember when Kingsham came up. And, um, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to speak to John Allen, their manager, on, on the podcast over the, you know, over recency. And it seems yeah. that they're a club that have built the right way. You know, they, they, they've consolidated their position in the Premier Division and, and then they've looked to go on. And it sounds that, 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 you know, you're very much interested in following that model. Yeah. So as, as a club, we're looking um, currently for new ground as well to try and, to try and achieve that ambition of, um, if we can, to go up. Um, with, with the current ground we can't do and I know with Canesham years back they went to um, a 3G and they've got the infrastructure right behind them um, and they've just slowly slowly built and they've done a really good job of doing that so definitely there's, there's a lot of clubs that Wellington have looked up to and we look to try to um, match our aim is to try and be a Western Premier team like year in year out if you look at Wellington's history every Every time we've got promoted, after three years, we've got relegated again back to, down to Division 1. So that's something we're looking to change. We're looking to be a solid Western Premier Division side and competing in that top half of the table. Um, so that's a, that's a big aim for us. I believe we've got the infrastructure. We've got, we've got good people at the club that work hard, um, lots of volunteers. So lots of clubs um, in the Western League Premier that we look up to, we admire. Um, and now we're trying to follow up and, and get above into the top ten as well. So that process of building and consolidation then, what's this season's restructuring done to to your sort of your you know, your medium to longer term ambitions? Because it feels to most of us like the Premier Division is a is a harder place to be than it perhaps it has been in previous seasons. We're seeing you know, it's very deep in talent. We're seeing uh, very competitive games now, really, you know, from the top almost down to the bottom of the division. Well, I think the biggest change this year is obviously the travelling. So, um, with the Cornish teams and the Devon teams um, coming in, it's up to Bristol. We've got the whole South West covered in the league. And I think um, a lot of clubs just want to prove their worth, that they're capable of playing in the league. And there's obviously a lot of clubs that have the ambition to go up as well. So, no one, no one wants to get relegated in the league, I, I believe, and so every team is really fighting. So if they're bottom two or bottom three, 
they're fighting to try and stay up and try to prove their worth. And with the table, we're looking to try and get into that top ten, and then, and obviously the top eight are all looking to try and win the league. So yeah, really, really competitive, and there must be some results week in week out where bottom half teams are beating top half teams and top are losing games as well. So yeah, really interesting league um, this season, especially with the with the teams that have come into it this year. Now, obviously, you mentioned that game against Kensham on Saturday, but if we look ahead to December, that's looking like a really interesting month for you, and particularly for your fans. You've got Helston, Saltash and Ilfracombe. They're all making the trip to Wellington. That's three games, three home games on the spin. Are you looking forward to the prospect of testing your side against that quality opposition? Yes, yeah, we are. And that's, that's like, like I said before, this is where we want to be. We want to be in the Western Premier Division. And we want to be not only in it and fighting relegation, we want to be in the top 10 and competing against these teams. So every time they come to us, they're in for a tough game. And every time we go to them, we're competing against them as well. So I'm looking forward to welcoming them to, to the playing field and um, look forward to playing these teams. I know there's a lot of good players and some good managers and good coaches. So we want to be challenged, um, myself as a manager and um, the other coaches around us and the players, we all want to be challenged to be as good as we can be. So, yeah, really looking forward to welcoming them and having three games at home in December is, is really positive for us as well. We were going to have four games at home, but because of the Buckland um, draw for the FA Vars away, we've got three home and one away. So, yeah, yeah, really looking forward to playing these teams. Excellent. I mean, one of the things that interests me, you, you talk about now, of course, the fact that the Western League covers the entire of the southwest of England and one of the interesting things for me about that is that you know how that impacts on the player pool um, because we're now seeing sides you know in Cornwall in particular I mean we've seen it in recent seasons in Devon where we're getting you know clubs are able to offer footballers a higher standard of football now coming into the Western League than perhaps they've been previously able to access in the past uh, and of course that increases the standard of competition in the league and it also increases you know the task for managers like yourself who perhaps you know in recent seasons we, we we've come you know and it's no disrespect we've come to expect wellington to be one of those sides in the bottom half of the table but i think we have to give credit where it's due and you you raised it earlier in the interview you've become a very difficult team to beat so as we've seen with other sides in the western league it seems that as the standard in the league has got higher, you've actually raised the standard um, at Wellington as well, and I, I think that's um, that, that's to your credit. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, like I said, that was the aim always when I took over. Um, I wanted to be a Western Premier top 10 team um, and nothing less. Uh, and that's what I'm still driving and that's what the coaches are going for and that's what the players know that we're trying to achieve. So um, hopefully together... The, we will be able to achieve that and, and progress and keep on doing it. It's not going to be easy because, there's, like you said, it's very competitive, a lot of very good teams and there's a long way to go into the season. But we'll, we'll take it game by game and hopefully um, by the end of the season we'll be up there where we want to be. But time will tell on that one. <laughs> Tim, um, well, thank you very much for your time and I look forward to catching up with you uh, again when time will tell how you've been getting on. I certainly hope. Um, it's, a, it's a positive outcome. It's been great having you back on our podcast. Yeah, thank you very much, Yes. If you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. 
Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, we will have a look at the Premier Division games on Saturday, the 20th of November, and we start with Helston. They took on high-flying Shepton Mallet, and this was a close affair, Tom. It was, yeah, and uh, it was Helston uh, who prevailed uh, by by a, a single goal. Um, they have, yeah, they have a, a real good, good good run of form down at the moment, and uh, yeah, they managed to continue that. Uh, the decisive moment coming early in the second half. It was a, a volleyed finish from Ryan Turner. Uh, pretty good, pretty good build-up play from Stu Bowker, uh, who's usually their their difference maker. Uh, so he laid it off for, for Turner to volley home, and uh, yeah, that was enough for, for Helston to to uh, to gain the one 0 win uh, at home to Shepton Mallet. Have you seen the goal, Tom? Not as of yet. I'm tempted I to... recommend it. There we um, go. Brought to you, of course, as always, every week by Perrin Films. Mm. Um, another uh, highlights package that's well worth uh, looking at. I must confess that I, you know, I mean, I'm not a born again Helston fan. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure they're a lovely club, and it would be lovely to to watch them this season. Um, but um, it's nice to see. Uh, you know, really good quality production, not just of Helston, but of course over the teams that they're playing. And I'm, you know, I've got a soft spot for Shepton Mallet, Craig Loxton, and John Durbin. Uh, you know, they've been really supportive of the podcast. I know they're incredibly popular around the, the Tool Station Western League Premier Division. So I was really interesting to see what sort of performance they put in. And as you would expect, you know, Shepton did. Um, uh, you know, they they hung on in there. That's what they do. They're very very difficult side. Um, to beat, and they had their chances. But really, I think if we're if Helston are honest, um, um, they had chances to really sort of put this game to bed and 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 win it by a greater margin uh, than one goal to nil. But the goal itself is well worth watching. I know Ryan Turner was injured um, uh, in the sort of in the critical moment um, upon scoring the goal. I mean, his his work was obviously done. So I I hope Ryan is is um, you know is recovering nicely because we don't like we don't like to see that. And he looked in in, in quite a lot of discomfort from the from the video footage. But really is as always. Um, well worth watching, not just if you're a Helston fan, um, if you're a Tool Station Western League fan. And, um, you know, I think Shepton fans would be pretty interested in watching that as uh, as well. Uh, we've got action from another game, one other game in the Premier Division, and it's Millbrook. They took on Cadbury Heath, and I think this was a slightly more routine win for them. Mm, it was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was uh, a 3-0 win. Uh, for Millbrook uh, over Cadbury Heath, and they've now won three of the last four. So uh, yeah, real, real good. Um, yeah, real good, real good um, set of set of fixtures recently for Millbrook, and they've come out on top in quite a few. Uh, Josh Tolson scoring early in this one uh, to put them on goal to the good, uh, and then it was a couple of goals pretty late on actually from Tom Payne and Ricky Shepherd, which finally wrapped it up. So uh, yeah, uh, a good success uh, for, for Millbrook uh, over the Heath. But yeah, it, it, it yeah to take a little while for them to to finally get over the finishing line. Now, before we wrap things up, we will take a quick look into the first division and we'll kick off at Almondsbury, where the visitors were win Canton Town. And I think it's fair to say, Tom, that the visitors mm-hmm. were definitely at the races. Yeah, I think this probably was the, uh, well, the most dominant performance of the weekend. I think, um, yeah, following following social media on Saturday afternoon, they seem to be attacking quite a lot win Canton. So uh, a good 4-0 win for them uh, eventually. And it all got started pretty early on, a third-minute goal uh, from Dan Quirt putting them Putting them one goal to the good. Uh, Cam Cam Allen then doubling the advantage uh, inside 20 minutes. So uh, a strong start, and they yeah they they yeah they they kept their kept their foot on the pedal really. Uh, 
Dan Wise uh, scoring a penalty after only half an hour to make it 3-0. Uh, and then, yeah, it was Louis Irwin uh, claiming his, the fourth uh, in stoppage time. And, uh, yeah, a deserved 4-0 win for when Canton away on Winsbury. Excellent stuff. And we can't talk about First Division football uh-huh. without talking about Welton Rovers. I know we do it every week. On this occasion, I'm doing it because I thought this was going to be a really close game. Well, City, I saw them at Mausel. They gave Mausel one hell of a game in the Vars. Well, City, we know are a good team with great pedigree in our first division. I thought they'd give Welton Rovers a test, but that's not how it panned out, is it, Tom? <laughs> not to be, no. A 6-0 uh, triumph for, for Welton over Wales. And, yeah, very uh, very one-sided once again. Uh, they seem to be, um, yeah, seem to be pretty, pretty unstoppable right now. And they've got Goal scorers coming out of their ears, don't they? It was Will Gould this weekend who got a hat-trick. Uh, and that is a 15th league win of the campaign already for Welton. So, yeah, going great guns. Uh, Gould scoring all of his uh, goals in the first half as well. So, uh, yeah, firing them to a big win. Uh, Toby Cole adding another another couple of, uh, of, of goals to his tally. Uh, and Courtney Charles, uh, 20 minutes from time, wrapping things up. So, uh, a comprehensive 6-0 win for Welton over Wells. And um, if that scoreline wasn't ominous enough, I think the league needs to pay attention to the attendance at West Clues mm. in the heart of Midsummer Norton. 178 people watched that demolition uh, by Welton Rovers. And I think we can, so, we can safely say that the Green Army are very much on the march and um, conquering all before them. Well, I'm delighted to welcome, for the first time, to the Tool Station Western League podcast, it's Spencer Thomas, the manager of AEK Bocco. Spencer, thank you very much um, for taking the time to speak uh, to speak to us. What have you made of life so far in the Tool Station Western League? Yeah, firstly, thank you very much for uh, inviting us on. Um, Twenty games into the season, halfway through already, um, and I think we probably. Settled before we started where we are in the league. Um, the actual league itself is a competitive division. Um, some local clubs in there as well, which which are always tough tough tests, tough games. Um, but overall, no, we're we're pleased with we settled down. We're, we're, we're well pleased. I mean, was it always the ambition at your club to play at this level? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, Myself, I've been been with the club probably. I can't be saying that coming up to ten years um, through the youth section, running, running, running the side, um, and then last season took on the first team in the Gloucester County League. Which after seven or eight games, we were we were top, and we were we were looking forward to finishing the season. But obviously, due to circumstances, as we all know, that we. Um, we had to leave it, and we were fortunate that the tour station promoted us because we were we were ready with the lights and everything. But a lot of our work had been put into that club over the last probably ten or fifteen years to get to where they are today. Um, and it's it's a fantastic setup with the youth section, the ladies, and the map people in the staff behind the scenes that go on at football clubs that not many people really appreciate week to week basis, but. They've got some, some very hard-working people out there that put a lot of effort into it. And um, it's, it's beginning to see its reeks, if you, if you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's where they wanted to be. Um, and we, we have got a culture in the club where we are trying our best to keep as much as the youth section involved within the adult section of the, of the, the club. Um, I know for you know for a majority of this season, we've always had probably six to eight players that actually 
played for Boko is kids. Um, and not every club can do that, and we're fortunate that we can, but it's something that we want to stick by, stick by and keep keep progressing for the next so many years coming up from now. Well, I mean, I think it's a it's a really interesting feature, obviously, of your club, and and I think one of the sort of the the, the secrets, if you like, that we've 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 learned about you since you joined the league is, of course, you've been able to get very large attendances, and I I think that perhaps that community ethos and that interest in youth perhaps is one of the reasons why so many people want to come and watch your your games. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, not only is it come to that, but obviously the hospitality, um, the reception that other teams that arrive at some um, Greenbank Road receive um, the clubhouse, the atmosphere, um, the facilities. Now it's it's all it's all up there. Um, it's just a case of now of just trying to settle into the league, which we have done, um, and. And then, obviously, regroup again next season to see if we want to progress and see where we go over the next couple of seasons. Um, we, we've all got plans. As a club, we've got a plan. We know where we want to be. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a time, it's a time, time thing with us. We, you know, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to chuck everything at it, the kitchen sink. But we will slowly try and get to where we want to be with the right setup in house. So, obviously, we've just talked about the gates that are eye-catching. The other thing that's very eye-catching is your name. Can you tell us a little bit about where where the name A.E.K. Bocco comes from? Well, obviously, Bocco comes... A.E.K. Bocco was set up a long, long time ago um, by certain members of the community, um, the, the well-known Rob, uh, Bob Boyd um, and people like that. Uh, then... They moved from there up to Greenbank Road where they used to play their games in. Well, I don't know if any people has been up there back in the day, but it was like a little shack. Um, fantastic atmosphere as usual up there, but obviously very dated. Um, and then they amalgamated with AEK, which was um, which was a, a, a big thing for the club at the time. Um, and uh, probably, probably took a lot of time to set up. And then they've, they've just over the years to that, to where they are now today, to be fair to them. That's excellent. Now let's talk about how you're getting on, on the pitch. And of course you had a game this weekend against another newly promoted side in Titherington Rocks. Um, you, you won that game 2-0. Were you happy with your side's performance? Yeah, yeah, very happy. We, to be fair, we've been playing some great football. Um, we've, 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 we lost against Bishop Sutton the week before. We've had some tough fixtures the previous four or five weeks where we've played, you know, the, the, the top sides, what we class is going to be up the top sides, um, some very experienced sides, well-organised sides, um, uh, and we've given them a good game, we've given them all a good game, uh, apart from probably Sherborne, if I'm going to be totally honest, I think Sherborne was a, probably the only side that's really wiped the floor with us, if I'm being honest, but apart from that, the other sides we've played, we've, we've We've got to give a good count on ourselves. And um, we, we've played Sutton last week, Bishop Sutton. Um, to be fair, if we'd have been probably three, three up after 35 minutes, then it would have been it would have been um, no feet. But we just, we did take our chances and, and we got punished by them. Um, and, and Sutton, are, again, they held on and played some, they, they defended very well. Um, and they probably deserve their, their victory in the end. But no, going forward again to this weekend against Tyrion said it just just passed. We were we played some 
happen again. We could have been out of sight at half-time. Um, and I'm sure if you spoke to their manager, we always have conversations after the games now, um, you know, agreed that, you know, we could have been forwarded up and finished and uh, and it would have been a totally set, different second half. But as it happens, they come out and they'll always get a chance. The opposition will always get spells, as we all know. Um, and um, they had their spell and probably could have equalised, but we went on to win it 2-0 in the end, which I think we fully deserved. Fully deserved. So, yeah. Back, 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 back to the winning ways. Uh, we wanted to get get a win under our belt desperately last weekend because we, like we said, we've had we had a little run where we dipped. But again, that's probably down to the youth in the side coming into the winter weather where the pitches are a little bit heavier. Um, you know, the physicality side of it is a little bit stronger for them. So we we understand where we're going with that, but we'll always we'll always play the way we want to play and we'll keep doing that as much as we can. Well, in one of the quirks of fate related to the fixture list, of course, the last game you played was against Titherington Rocks and, and the next game you're going to play is against Titherington Rocks. I mean, do you think you've learnt a little bit about um, how they play going into that game or are you a bit worried that actually they may have learnt a little bit about how you play and it's going to be a bit more of a competitive fixture? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's... Um... It's very rarely there's two games the same in any game, uh, any any season uh, or, or fixture. So um, no, that could probably be totally different, as we know when we go up there. And we've we've got just uh, we've got like I said, we keep believing in how we want to play. Um, the compliments we've had off many of the sides we played this season have, uh, have, all, have all come back and said, you know, to be fair, you're probably one of the best footballing sides we played against. But you know, we've. A lot of those games we played against those those tough sides we've lost, so so it counts for nothing in result wise. But on the flip side of that, you know we we, we are we are trying to keep the way we play the same as much as we can throughout the season. Which I think some of the older lads that are bought in um, are bought into. To be fair, they've they've actually they've actually enjoyed the way we're playing. Um, you know, even though that we have lost you know, you know a couple of results to, to some top sides. I think they'll enjoy the way we play. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep as much as we can progressing in that way. Um, and um, I think most people around the club like the way we're playing and enjoy the fixtures. I, you know, I very rarely go in the clubhouse after anyone said, well, they didn't enjoy the game of football. So, so on, on that side, I think on the pitch, we're, we're doing the right thing. Spencer, your, your enthusiasm is infectious. You've done a fantastic job of, of selling um, a match day experience at the Green Bank Recreation Ground. So thank you very much um, for that. But no this problem. is this is yeah, the first no time this is the first time we've spoken to you on the uh, the Tool Station Western League podcast. And um, and so I'm going to ask you the question that I I love to ask all of the managers I speak to for the very first time. Can you tell us a bit about your personal journey um, to um, to the Boco dugout? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like I said previous, I I, I ran the youth section of um, the site all the way up since they were under twelve. I took over from from um, uh, or or helped another lad out who asked me to get involved back then uh, when the lads were they were, they were eleven. We've now gone into that age group where they left at seventeen and were in the in between stage of their football where they go between under eighteens and obviously into adult football. So there's always that little void between seventeen and probably nineteen, twenty year old lads that probably lose their way a little bit in local football. So 
what we try to do is, and what we're going to keep on doing, is try to try to keep those 17... Like I said, we have four 17-year-olds. We have four 17-year-olds playing on Saturday. Um, and that's a massive... And that's not just me. I'm not just digging myself up credit in what we've done. As, I'm talking as a club, and, and amongst that, you know, we had some 19-year-olds and possibly a couple of 20-year-olds. So the big bulk of it was very young in... in youth um, and I know for a fact that our 16s that are coming up behind us are exactly the same they're they're successful in their even youth league we train with them on a Wednesday or they, they're, they're invited to train with the first team on a, on a Wednesday night um, which is fantastic because they're getting a bit of experience playing playing a bit of adult football um, so yeah we we're, we're going to be we're going to very promote the way we want to do things and it's going to take time you know we don't when we when I took it on and they was asked me to do the adult football, I said we, you know to certain people in the club, if as long as you're patient and you want to do it a certain way, then I'm happy to take it on. We'll have our ups and downs. We'll lose some games. We'll win some games this season. But in general, what we want to do is try and, and try and prepare ourselves for probably when these 17 year olds are 20, you know, and then the 16 year olds coming up behind them are 18, 19. So it's it, it, for a good future. Um, Sometimes it's difficult to keep those kids, because you know, keep the kids together where we're going on a Saturday, because they do get tempted by other clubs to go and go and play for for some money. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's hopefully fingers crossed they all buy into it and we'll keep progressing the way we want to do it as we're showing. Spencer, thanks again for your time. The, the future's bright. The future's Bocco. I look forward to catching up with you um, later in the season. Yeah, yeah, you're more than welcome. Whenever your your uh, your Saturday afternoons are free, come up. I'm sure you enjoy. I'm sure you enjoy your beef curry at a point. Now we can't really move on without doing name of the week. I haven't really been bowled over by any names, but oh. um, Tom, have any caught your eye? Uh, I have one up my sleeve actually. There was a hat trick. Uh, for for uh, a Gillingham forward uh, in their big five one win over over the telephones uh, from Aaron Rodriguez, so we'll go with that one for this week. You caught me uh, caught me caught me a little bit uh, unprepared there, so I might we'll have to have one up my up my sleeve next week. But we'll go with Aaron Rodriguez, a hat trick for him on the weekend. Uh, so yeah, big big win for for Gillingham, and uh, yeah, he was the main man behind that. Well, if I if that's if that's what you call catching you unprepared, <laughs> blow, well, I tend to think I tend to think what you'll come out with when you are prepared. I think that's uh-huh. a fantastic one. That's absolutely fantastic one, and and it just makes me all I'm thinking of is a rod. Mm, absolutely. There we go. One for the mm-hmm. sports fans. I, personally speaking, I did want you to just revisit the first goal scorer from Wincanton Town's victory at Almondsbury. If you could just do that for all the listeners. Absolutely. So yeah, big win for Wincanton and the first goal scorer for them on Saturday was Dan Quirk after after three minutes. There we go. Captain Quirk. There's one for the Star Trek fans. Right. Moving swiftly on to the upcoming fixtures. Uh, And um, we do have a fixture of note. You'll probably have listened to this by the time this game happens. But on Tuesday, the 23rd of November, Longwell Green take on Radstock Town. And that is the opening fixture Mm. for Longwell Green's um, new facilities. So we wish them the best of luck and I really look forward to speaking to that club um, soon on the podcast so we can you know hear all about the uh, the really exciting developments there but we will focus on Saturday the 27th of November and in the Premier Division Tom which game are you going for? Oh, uh, what are we going to go for this week? I, I quite like the look of Tavistock versus Street I think versus Tavistock um, on the back of a, a big win uh, in in the Vars and uh, yeah going good guns in the uh, in the uh, in the league 
taking the street side who I've always kind of enjoyed um, seeing seeing how they get on. Uh, obviously did eventually prevail uh, in in the bars uh, on on pens on the weekend. So a couple of confident sides and uh, yeah, let's see how that one goes on on Saturday afternoon. Well, I'm going to go for definitely a, a West Country affair between Mausel and Saltash, um, two sides that are, you know, we know how competitive they are. I think that's going to be an absolutely cracking game. Um, um, so that's my uh, my pick for the Premier Division. And uh, in the First Division, Tom, what, uh, what grabs you there? I think Radstock Wells is probably the one that, that screams off the page at me. Uh Wells are capable of yeah putting a putting a few goals together, aren't they? And I think uh, Radstock in towards the top. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that one goes at the Southfield Rec. Two injured animals there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Wells who are going to be looking to avenge that um, heavy defeat by Wells. Absolutely. And then Radstock, they've been in you know their form's been pretty poor of late, and I know that they're going to be looking to turn that that around. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to be otherwise engaged this oh. weekend. I should tell the listeners all about that. Um, you know, when I speak to you next week on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I don't really want anybody coming around and robbing my house. <laughs> so I'm not um, I'm not going to be telling you what I'm up to this weekend. All I will say is I won't be at um, Devizes Town against Ormondsbury, of course, two sides at the wrong end of the table. Devizes Town with recent fixtures not going their way. I think, um, you know, even for the most ardent supporter are running out of chances. So I think that that game takes on added significance. Yet another six-pointer um, for the town. And, um, you know, Almondsbury after after that heavy defeat at home to Wincanton, they'll be looking to bounce back, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. And they'll fancy, you know, um, their chances, I'm sure, at, uh, at Nursted Road. So... Um, um, that's where my, that's where my attention will be. Probably nobody else's, but anyway, you know, what can I say? Right then, um, we did the league tables last week, Tom. Um, so can you um, take us through the the hot shots in the uh, in the Tool Station Western League? Of course, yeah. It's a little bit of change. Um, quite a few goals flying in, of course. So uh, yeah, uh, we've got Liam Prin uh, leading the way now in the Premier Division. Twenty one. Uh, goals for him uh, in in league comps, uh, and you've got a couple of chaps on 19 just for, just tucked in behind him. Jack Taylor of Bridgewater and Dean Griffiths of Bitten. Uh, in the first division, we've got a couple of new uh, new chaps at the top: uh, Oakland Buck and Luke Bryan uh, of Bishop Sutton and Odd Down, respectively. They both scored hat tricks on the weekend, so uh, yeah, both going great guns. They've got 19 uh, league goals as well. Uh, and Bailey Croom of Tiverington uh, in third with 17. Uh, and then in all competitions, uh, Prin obviously got a hat trick in the in the bars on the weekend, so he's up to 28 now in all comps. Uh, and yes, the other names I've mentioned actually so far uh, uh, on this list as well, you've got Griffiths uh, 21, Taylor 20, and then Buck and Brian, uh, yeah, as I say, on on 19 apiece. So uh, that's how we're looking at the moment. Griffiths, Taylor, Buck and Brian. Mm, good names. Legal. Well, that sounds like a law firm, doesn't it? <laughs> And uh, anyway, there we go. What a lot of nonsense. Um, Tom, thank you very much indeed uh, for your time, of course, uh, on this week's podcast. We've been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Where can the listeners find that? That is on the uh, Toolstation Western League website. It's about halfway down the homepage where you can, you can download that. So, yeah, that goes up every week. And I'll tell you how I get mine. I have subscribed. So I Wait. get mine deposited in my inbox um, every week. And um, a, a jolly good read it is too. Tom, thank you very much um, for Pleasure. joining me and the listeners, uh, and I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station.